Listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820 brings you Alive for More, a dialogue with Catholic young adults produced by AM820 to encourage and inspire the universal call to holiness. And now, Alive for More. Welcome back to Alive for More. My name is Father Nick Ventura. I'm joined in the studio by Trisha Casson, Kayla Walton, and Joel Yarmish. And, you know, a lot of times we can be confused about the political climate of our country, and sometimes it can, you know, be kind of unsure of what should we do? How can we live, and according to Catholic teaching, yet at the same time be a faithful citizen to our country and be an active member of the public square? But before we do that, we would like to start off with prayer. Kayla? Sure. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Most blessed Trinity, we come before you today, and we thank you for every great gift. We thank you for the gift of your love, and the gift of truth, and the gift of our freedom, Lord. Lord, I just ask that you may give us the grace to make choices and use our freedom to help build your kingdom here on earth. Our Lady, Queen of Hope, pray pray for for us. us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. You know, I think we picked the easiest topic to talk about out of anything we could ever talk <laughs> oh, about. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. I mean, politics. Least, at least complicated, not complex at all, very black and white. You yeah. Know? <laughs> I mean, it's 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 a wonderful topic to talk about. Everybody loves talking about politics. In fact, it's always so peaceful, and I can't even keep a straight face about this. <laughs> So we decided to talk about politics today because, you know, it's right in the forefront of our minds wanting to talk about like, okay, which candidate will actually lead us, will, you know, do good things for our country, which candidate is what and such. But right now we just kind of want to throw it out there. Kayla, I mean, what's your experience? Yeah, I think that, you know, the first thing to kind of lay the groundwork is that we're not going to... You know, tell you which party to vote for or which candidate to vote for. That's not really the that, goal yeah, that's of our conversation not, not today. Not at all. Yeah. But you know, maybe to just talk about our experiences. I know that in my own life, um, especially with this election, I've gotten to a point where um, you know I I have to be careful to not become not necessarily apathetic, but I guess on hold because part of me for both parties. There's, there were so many candidates for such a long time. Yeah. And so part of me thought, you know what? I don't really want to get too far in depth into research into all of them because, you know... In, it's not going to matter here right, in a little bit. Right, right, Like, I'm probably not going to remember the names of it, a handful of them here in a few months. And, so, and, well, what's wrong with that point of view? Well, I think it could almost lead to an apathy, I guess. I don't know. And, and when you don't participate in these early stages, you mm-hmm. basically remove a big piece of your trunk. So... For a lot of people going into politics, you already take away, I mean, to be honest, I'm, I'm part of this, you take away half the field because you're only focused on the party that you you care about. And then if you wait until, if you get past this part of the election, then you take away your choice even more, and then it's and then it becomes, um, do I really even have a choice at this point? Because I'm only one party focused, and I'm and I decided that I didn't care about filtering to the best candidate for my party. Mm-hmm. So... But I'm I'm with Kayla. This particular election cycle has been, I just think, so messy. It seems like it, it's so much person against person. And, and I know I found myself being burned out, honestly. Just yeah. you know, all this stuff, and just trying to figure out who's actually going to be a moral candidate, who's actually going to lead us into mm-hmm. you know, not just being economically great, but you know, as a people, as a human people, mm-hmm. a 
a good thing, uh, made who we're supposed to be, and all mm-hmm. that uh, fun stuff. You know, I find myself getting caught up in the drama. <laughs> the drama? Of yeah. course, Trisha, you would. <laughs> like, I, something that I have found this election that I really want to, like, grow in and get better at is um, this, like, compulsion to every day, like, read the news. Mm-hmm. And, like, these articles that aren't uplifting or, like, building my personhood up or helping me become mm-hmm. better. But just getting, um, I think, preoccupied with all of, yeah, just the back and forth in the drama and, you know. The the uh, yelling. I mean, I, I, that's what I feel like a lot debates, of times. Yeah. Especially the debates. So it's like this fine line of how do we research in a, in a like, a, a mature way as a young adult. And, and learn about each candidate and, and what, where they stand on the issues and what issues are important to us and which issues aren't. And at the same time, also, like, not letting it become, like, a preoccupation or a distraction to holiness. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a fine line. It, it can be a fine line, especially when it comes to our culture doesn't want to have what's called a hierarchy of truths, mm-hmm. where there are th- some things that are more important than other things, mm-hmm. where, you know, where if something isn't right on that level, nothing else can possibly be right. Yeah. And I think, too, just in, you know, Trisha, what you were saying, I think that, you know, as as Catholics, as young adult Catholics, we're called to, uh, you know, kind of take it a step further. So not just be informed and involved, but really like dig deep and um, kind of past like the drama of things. Because I realized I realized that the most productive five minutes that I've had in regards to this election was the day of the elections um, a couple months ago. And I was sitting in the parking lot and I had just gotten off the phone with my mom and Normally, we don't really share who we're voting for. But that day, I just really I said, you know, mom, like I, I, I need some guidance here. So she kind of told me her perspective. And I told her who I thought I was going to vote for. And she said, well, did you know this about this person? So the most productive five minutes in my whole time in this election was sitting in that parking lot, looking up like Catholic stance on blank you know, and that that's a wonderful thing. The, yeah. the United States Catholic Conference <laughs> of Bishops, um, while they don't actually endorse any one person or anything, but they put out here's Catholic teaching and here's what you need to consider with all the issues yeah. that are currently on the forefront. And they t- typically do this every four years for the, each election cycle. Mm-hmm. Also, well, Kayla, you brought up a really good point. Talk with other good Catholics. Mm-hmm. You know, we're we're not alone in this. We're not you know islands just kind of deciding this all on our own. Mm-hmm. We can talk to other Catholics who you know are holy, who are close well, to the Lord. Father, yeah. I guess the question I have, and I'm, yeah. I'm not playing devil's advocate, it's just, are all, sh- should all good Catholics think alike? No, not necessarily. And and, and here's here's my, my point of view on that, is that you have, um, you know, you have all these different issues. And if I ask, if I ask Father Nick, what's the most important issue in this election? We might all, all, all four of us might say the exact same thing. But then when you get to the second most important issue, then you get to the third most important issue. And so you, you have this, this, I guess, document from, um, mm-hmm. the bishops, the, the, the conference of bishops saying, here are the in line, here are who's in line with these teachings. And I, I haven't seen it, but I would guess that there's no candidate that checks off every single one of the boxes. Precisely. Right? So at a certain point, there has to be some, there, there's, 
there's going to be deviation between all Catholics thinking alike. Right. And, and my point was there's not, not that we all have a party line or, you know, a, a one candidate that we're all voting for. But at mm-hmm. least when you kind of voice it, like when you had the opportunity to talk with uh, your mom, when you said I was thinking about this mm-hmm. particular candidate, she said, well, did you know? Right. The blah, right. blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And so that I think that's important for us to know that to, to realize is that we're not by ourselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're oh. not not somehow like isolated um, trying to come up with our own way of voting, we do have kind of an understanding. We have an ability to, you know, be connected to a wider community, to the body of Christ. And, you know, all this election oh. cycle is talking about is, you know, we all want to be to pick someone who will call us on to greatness, who will call us to be alive for more, which is yeah. the show that you're listening to on St. Gabriel Radio, AM 820. You you heard Kayla kind of just lamenting the fact that it was on its way. You can listen to us Thursdays at noon, Sundays at three, or online on demand at com. Kayla. You know, I think that just in talking about the election, I think something else, too, that was really important for me there was to find a concise website that went through every single thing. And I wish that I could remember the name of it, um, but it was... It was a Catholic site. It was not the USDCB site, but it went through and it said, okay, this person stands on abortion, you know, same-sex marriage, human trafficking, all of these things. And it went through even their voting record. Mm-hmm. So it was very, very clear. I'm familiar with that website. I, it was I, amazing. It's actually, the USCCB does have a link to it okay. yes, on yes, their, yes, that's right. it's, it's mm-hmm. on their homepage. It, mm-hmm. it may not be up quite yet, mm-hmm. but it'll be there as we get closer mm-hmm. to the main election cycle in November. Mm-hmm. And, you know, okay, I think this is a good point to kind of transition. You brought up all these issues. You know, a lot of uh, people want to say, like, the, you know, it depends on your perspective which thing is more important. Mm-hmm. But actually, no, that's, that's, that's not the entire truth. When it gets to lesser stuff, maybe, of how we do things, maybe. But there are some issues that have a clear answer. For example, you brought up a couple of them. Um, a, a abortion. Mm-hmm. That is has a clear teaching. There, in no way can a Catholic support somebody who has that kind of record, who supports mm-hmm. uh, that kind of contrariness. Now, some people say, well, you can mitigate this stuff, but in the sense that the, the U.S. U.S. Catholic Conference of Bishops have come out and said, listen, this is something, this is a very grave area. And I think, well, to be honest, maybe what Catholics are worried about this year is what if both candidates are pro-choice? Then what mm-hmm. should the Catholic do? And, I th- and you know, y- y- I don't think we have to pray and follow mm-hmm. our conscience and, and honestly, like, ask the Lord, Jesus, like, what should we do? And, and follow, you know, what we what we think is right in the depths mm-hmm. of our heart if we've come to it with a clear conscience, with prayerfulness. Exactly. But I think that's why people are overwhelmed this year. Right. Because before, uh, things were maybe a little bit more clear. Yeah. Um, And, you know, I, but this brings up something so important is praying for the people running for office and praying for the candidates. And I always think about... um people who are in positions of leadership over me when I'm praying the sorrowful mysteries of the rosary because of Pontius Pilate, mm-hmm. you know, like think of the position he was in and how he was getting pulled from like what he knew was right to like what the popular thing to do was and what his mm-hmm. people were asking him to do. And, you know, he's in a position where he's to listen to the people. And mm-hmm. so he's in yeah. this like situation. Well, it's like, do I listen to the people, which is what I'm kind of asked to do in this position of leadership, or do I do what I know is right? And I think we can have sympathy on, you know, that predicament. 
Yeah. And in so many ways, I think the first and foremost thing we need to do is pray for them and their conversion and that someone will show them the truth. Yeah, that they will see the truth and that they will be able to (laughs) courageously go after the truth and not just, you know, well, I'm just a servant of the people, because I feel like that's the kind of the cop out version. A lot of what a what a lot of politicians say, no, I'm I may be against X issue. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm here serving the people, so I can't let my own personal beliefs affect how I enact policy, which is not exactly what we're I mean, at least in my opinion, this is now this is just the opinion of uh, Father Nick Ventura. But if we vote for a politician, I'm voting not for someone just to be a puppet of mine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm voting for somebody who's decision making abilities, whose you know, uh, values line up with what I want to see in the political sphere, someone who will think on their own and not just rely on, you know, majority opinion to get something done. I want someone who can actually discern these things because I wouldn't know what to do myself. That's why we're voting for a representative. Mm-hmm. Right. At least that's my opinion. Yeah, and I always think it's funny when they say, he's just like one of us or she's just like one of us. It's like, I don't want me, me. running right. the free country. I want someone smarter than me. But um, I think that brings up, I mean, you sound like you have a really well-formed idea of the candidate that you're looking for. And I think... That's really important. But I think one of the important reasons to even discuss this entire issue is that, um, you know, the show is, um, you know, our, our main audience is the, the young Catholics. And we want to talk to the young people um, in the church. And as a young person in the church, you are going to be the focus of a great deal of political advertisements. You're going to see political messages that say this is your highest priority. This is the issue that most affects you. And I think what's important is, like Kayla did, is to discuss with with people around her or around yourself. That's what I've done to try and educate myself on the issues. Because um, if you believe every political message that you see, then every single issue is going to be the most important issue to you. So I think um, an important reason to discuss this and to be involved in this entire situation is you're going to be, um, I guess, hammered with messages about who to vote for and how to, how to vote for it. So um, I think that's an, an interesting or a, a big reason to, to become informed. You know, and I think something else, too, that, Trisha, you kind of mentioned was the importance of almost like taking a step back from the news, because I feel like there's a, um, there's good in knowing what's happening in the world. But I think that in order to find out like real truth, you need to do some digging and it's not going to be, you know, on CNN, right, on or, CNN Fox or Fox or, or anything, anything like, like that, that. because yeah. it's a, they're a, they're going for what is like the most emotionally charged at that moment. And that is so fluctuating. And, you know, very rarely have I read a news article where I've thought to myself, wow, I just gained some knowledge from that. You know, like <laughs> it just like, made me mad or made me happy. You know, yeah. like, um, where do we find this truth then that we should be digging for? If it's not on the major news outlets, then where can we find truth? Well, it sounds like Kayla's mom. <laughs> okay, so Amy Walton, be prepared for many, many, many phone calls. <laughs> no, and I think that's where young people are maybe confused or frustrated, and it's like, well, then where do we turn to? What can I listen to? You know, who well, can I well, yeah, trust? Be- but it's also beautiful that we care. I mean, I, I think there's a sense that young people today have become like, don't even vote. 
And yeah. I, that's the thread in all of this. Yeah, and I think it's it's really easy to fall into that pessimistic view that everyone's got an angle. Everyone has something like mm-hmm. like waiting for like reading an article, just waiting for it to trigger. Like ah, there it is. There's their motive, mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. Um, it's really hard. It's really f- hard to find. I mean, we we fall into the same problem when we try and find information on the latest thing that um the, the that the Pope has said. Because exactly, you feel like- I, I can't remember how many times we've tried to prepare for a show and we have like all these different angles about yeah. uh, Pope Francis. So, yeah. <laughs> but I think that that really like you just found your answer there. You know, and you have to go straight to the source. And so I think that you know, just to, for example, if I'm trying to learn everything that I can about the new Pope's encyclical, then. It, I should not go to any articles about the Pope's encyclical. I should just go to the Pope's encyclical. And I think that, like, sometimes we can, you know, try to listen to all these different angles when really, like, we should just go to the candidate's site and because they're usually pretty concise about it or a trusted, you know, like, search Catholic position on blank party. And, um, you know, there are some good sources there. But I would, you know, I would just... In my own experience, I've become like very frustrated and almost um, bitter, I guess, mm-hmm. to like the the new sources out there because there's so much there's it's just emotionally charged drama. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of times, Kayla, like we can get focused on all the like the news stuff, trying to do our own research. But I think primarily we need to start somewhere because I remember when I had my first year in seminary, we it was the actually election year for um uh I believe it was for uh, President Obama and against um, uh, John, John McCain. McCain. And, you know, I just remember the seminary actually started a novena uh, about nine days before election, praying to mm-hmm. the Immaculate Heart of Mary, um, you know, Our Lady of the, uh, under the uh, title of the Immaculate Conception, because that's the patron of our country, um, you know, trying to leave all of our country in the hands of our Blessed Mother. And I think that's an important thing, too, is that we need to turn to prayer. We need to turn to the source of truth, the source of life, and that is Jesus Christ, and turning to his Blessed Mother and asking um, in prayer. I know that was an experience for me that really kind of put me at peace because I was getting really worked up. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, man, how how are we going to do this? What do we need to do? And it's just like, no, we need to cooperate with Jesus Christ, who has done all the work. Yeah, and um, that's something that I've been struggling with because without saying any names or anything like that, uh, during this upcoming election, it looks like it's angling towards, um, you know, one party nominating a candidate who the other party has, has, there's never been a candidate the other party likes less. And then on the other candidate, the other candidate who's going to be nominated is going to be someone that the other party has never been, there's never been a candidate who's been hated more. So it seems like the the upcoming election cycle is going to be two of the most polarizing figures for the other side that they've ever seen. So I just looking into the future, I see it getting very, very ugly from mm-hmm. both sides. And mm-hmm. um, at that point, um, you know, I don't want to be caught up in the mudslinging myself and I don't want to be around people who are doing the mudslinging like that. So I think what's important is as um, as a Catholic person, the more you pray and the more often you pray for your own candidate and for the candidate that you know, you're know you not in favor of, 
the less likely you are to be involved in that because it's really hard to say mean things about someone when you're praying for them every day. <laughs> and, you know, and just to assure ourselves, just so you know, you're listening to AM820, St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, not 610 WTVN. So this is uh, Alive for More. My name is Father Nick Ventura. I'm joined in the studio by Kayla Walton, Trisha Casson, and Joel Yarmish. And we decided to take the show today to talk about politics, like our experience of politics, not necessarily talking about any one candidate or any one kind of political party, but, you know, know how important it is that we be faithful citizens, that it is so, so, so important that we don't just have this kind of recluse mentality because, yes, we have a place for hermits in the church. That's important. But not all of us are called to that. Not all of us have to be pulled completely away from the world. Some, most of us have to live in the world but not be of it. And so we're just talking about our own experience of how that all unfolds in our lives. And Father Ventura, you said how important it is and, you know, how right you are. It is so important. But how much of an honor it is. I think it also we just we could step back and just be grateful for this opportunity to live in a country where we do get to vote and we do have a say and we can freely learn about um, what's best for our country and then speak about it because in reality, there are so many people in the world who would die for this opportunity and and so many people in our country who have died to give us this opportunity. So maybe another way we can look at it is instead of getting frustrated and bitter and overwhelmed and confused, but just uh, look at it with eyes of gratefulness. No, and that's yeah. precisely it. And like a lot of people's first experience of, of politics is this like major election when these people who are being elected have already been around for years and years and years. <laughs> so if you really want to like get involved and get in on the ground, look up your local candidates, like mm-hmm. get involved in local um, elections and yeah. stuff like that, because more often than not, those people often go on to the higher offices down the road. Yeah. And I think, too, Trisha, you know, you brought up a good point just about the importance of praying for the candidates. And I think um, sometimes in my in my own life, and I can't believe I'm admitting this, but I am, it can almost just get frustrating to, you know, pray for someone who's making poor choices and keeps making them and making them and making them. And and you think, am I are my prayers even effective? You know, and obviously that's the unfortunately something that as humans we can tend to fall into even when it's like a loved one who's sick but just knowing and trusting that you know his conversion or her conversion may take place tomorrow it may take place on their deathbed and it may take place you know in purgatory and well that's not theologically correct but you understand what i'm saying (laughs) i I know what you mean i know is that in god's time not necessarily our time right and so you know just having faith and trusting that our prayers not only help them, but they help us, you know, they help us to become more loving towards them and maybe more understanding and not in a, um, not in a, in a, um, relativistic sense. Right. You know? And it just, it brings but, a perspective right, to it all that's saying it's all right. in God's control. Exactly. And, you know, we've been talking about like all the practical kind of stuff, the ins and outs and stuff like that. Just out of curiosity, when was the first time we all got to vote? I think we, we were sophomores in college. I was in Austria, so I voted absentee for the first time. I've never voted absentee before. I've always had to drive home. It, it was fun. Yeah. <laughs> was it? Yeah. I, I voted. Let's see. I did. That was my sophomore year of college, mm-hmm. and I drove back home, which mm-hmm. was maybe like 45 minutes away. It was super early in the morning because I had to be up in Columbus for teaching. So I drove 
there at like right when they opened at seven uh-huh. and i thought it, it was the coolest thing it was and, in lithopolis right um it, no it was right off of 33 okay like never mind church. i thought we had the same because I, yeah. I know our parents oh, kind of live yeah, near yeah. each other yeah. I, I vote there though okay at that church in yeah lithopolis. the methodist church yeah. no no okay never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i thought it was so cool and then I know it is it is hard to you know to know that information. So I guess maybe we could start with how do you even register to vote? Right. You know, go to I'm your sure. local DMV. I was going to say mean, that's how I that's how yeah. I registered. In fact, I was going in for my uh, temporary license. I'd already registered. Oh no, I was going in for my license renewal, and they said, "Oh, hey, you can uh, register to vote now." Okay, yeah. <laughs> that's no, fine. Yep. A college. I remember when I was in college, the uh, different like they were. I don't know, Democrats for oh, Life and College right. Republicans, yeah, yeah. and both of the like the college political groups. I guess yeah. registered mm-hmm. all the students to vote. So I know, and I, there might have. Yeah, I Anyways. mean that. That's a. Uh, uh, I mean, it, it was so. It was our sophomore year in college that we all uh, all got to vote. Mm-hmm. Generally speaking, I remember I got to. I voted a few times in like local stuff, uh, mm-hmm. like a like the year before when I was at Otterbein. I drove mm-hmm. home for some, you know, levies and making sure yeah. I was active in that way. Um, I don't know, Joel. What I mean, what was your first ex- voting experience like? Uh, it was actually pretty funny. Um, I. Also signed up to, to, I was in Akron for my first election, and they had guys standing outside of buildings with clipboards saying, you know, are you registered to vote? And I'm like, yeah, I'm registered to vote wherever I was. And, and oddly enough, and I don't know if this story is legal or what, what happened, but there was, <laughs> there were some shenanigans that went on. Um, they asked me, you know, which side I was planning on voting for. I did. And it actually happened, um, to be the opposite side of the guy who was holding the clipboard was. So when he <laughs> registered me to vote, I, I promise you, he changed the zip code on like on my form on my address, mm-hmm. and so I had no idea where I was supposed to vote. So I actually missed my first election because oh. I had absolutely no idea what to, where to vote. And I later went to like update my address and change my address. And I was like, "What? What does it have my address as?" And it was like the zip code in the middle of nowhere uh, around around Akron that I had never been to and never heard of, and for no reason should be signed up in that particular district. So wow. it was. Pretty, yeah, it was pretty annoying, pretty unfortunate. That, so I missed my first is. election. <laughs> wow, um, I mean, and you, you can see how charged politics. Well, can yeah, be. It, it was interesting to be in Europe at the time of the election because they care. Like it was in the news, and people talked about it just as much as we do you know, here. Yeah, that okay. We went to. Sorry, now that you think, or now that you said that, it made me realize that that we visited you during that time, like maybe but not during, a month before. Okay, yeah, and it, but not. Um, I remember being in London. We were at, on a layover in London. We were going to visit Trisha in Austria. Um, our other two friends, Ellen and Mallory and I, were on our way there. And it, the guys in the middle of the airport said, oh, you know, we're really excited for you because you're getting this new president and we think that he's going to do a great job and this is a huge step in the right direction. And I thought to myself, you probably, and they were talking about Barack Obama, and I thought... You probably know nothing about this other than he may be the first African American president, which you know having <laughs> they they actually know a lot. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they pay yeah. very close attention to our politics. But I agree with you; a lot right. of it's just a popular contest right, exactly. outside exactly. of a lot of circles. Right, right. So you know, we we've talked uh, actually we've talked a while about politics. You know, a very exciting. None of us actually got mad at each other. None of us yelled yeah. at each other. No, yet. I'm very good at so, masking my emotions. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go ahead and close in prayer and bring charity onto this right. again. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord, um, we pray for all of the candidates um, who are up for election this year, we, and we pray um, that we ourselves can uh, maintain 
decency, composure, calmness, and continue to pray for um, all our candidates. Amen. 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 Name the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us. Until next time, God bless you. Alive for More is a production of listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820. Archives of Alive for More and all of our locally produced programs are available at stgabrielradio.com. Veni Sancti